Guy and Tim, um, thank you for being here. Thanks for talking to us again. Why, thank you so much for, for having us back. Fuck, I'm glad to be here. This is- Tim's got a mouthful of shrimp. <laughs> this I'm is- so sorry. And a, and a pocket full of dreams. I'm going to paint a picture for you. Tim is kneeling on a blanket in my bedroom, <laughs> sipping Pepsi with a big plate of shrimp. He's eating it straight out of the plastic bag in front of me. Now, I have to ask, Where- is this like an appropriate time for this to happen? Like, for, is for this shrimp? like... like- Honestly, yeah. I cleaned the shrimp around the podcast <laughs> rather than the other way around. So the answer is yes. This is the only time that Tim is allowed to eat shrimp when we guest on Reddit and Wheat. <laughs> is this a is this a a New Zealand thing? Absolutely shrimp? not. <laughs> this is a Tim Bat maneuver yeah. through and through. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bros who follow their dreams. Oh, Alex, yeah? don't bro me if you you don't know me, I, I, all right? We've slept in the same bed. I know you. Oh, okay, bro, bro away, sir. <laughs> I don't remember if we have. I just thought I said that very confidently, and then I started Yeah, no, it. I mean, I really got pulled over. I mean, like, here's the thing. Um... You you were a heavy sleeper, as was I. Sure. Like, I could imagine you could sleepwalk from your bed in college into my bed. I would not necessarily have woken up. So it's definitely possible, although I don't think we planned it. No, so. although that's also what I would say if I had planned it. That it was wow. just a sleepwalking maneuver. <laughs> huh. Anyway, so... I got, I got some things to think about, guys. I'm, <laughs> I'm your host of the podcast. My name is Alex. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone for that is my name and i have an amazing panel with us today first up he's in northern california it's mr ezra fox uh i haven't made shit in weeks um i i <laughs> i i searched that phrase because i couldn't didn't know what the search what, what 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 the guy said after that and that's not a that's not a phrase you should search guys because oh. people mean that literally they have a lot of the internet is very constipated that's why i found out <laughs> Many people have not made shit in weeks, and it's a it's a big deal. And they don't mean y'all should get on that electronic dance music. I mean, they don't only mean electronic dance music. Uh, also joining us today, uh, yeah, let's do at uh, guy mont with an underscore in the middle, guy underscore mont on Twitter. In uh, I believe you guys are in New York right now. Yeah, we are in New, New, New York. York currently, right now. With in New York classic New York accents. It's Mr. Guy Montgomery. Hey, thank you. I do have multiple New York accents. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> they all come out and sort of just layer on top of each other, so it sounds up, winds up sounding like a, just a regular New Zealand person. And uh, <laughs> joining him on the bed in New York at Tim underscore Bat, with two T's, both rocking the underscore, also in New York City, it's Mr. Tim Bat. Hey, everybody. <clears throat> I- uh you guys are from uh, the, obviously from the Worst Idea of All Time podcast at worstideaofalltime.com. And uh, we are talking to you again. Uh, it's been it's been a couple years, guys. Yeah, it's been a, a, a while between drinks. And can I just say, Alex, Ezra, how the bloody heck are you? I I think we're better than you because somehow your worst idea got worse. Like that's incredible. Worse. I didn't think you could do we that. We were going to like, stop doing it a while ago, but we didn't want to finish the podcast before we were on this podcast again. So we were waiting <laughs> yeah, to be on the next week. And now, now we can close it off. Yeah, foolish pride. We were also Ooh. too afraid to say to you that a, another guest appearance on this podcast was the only thing dragging us through. Uh, so <laughs> you've saved us well, from years sense, of yeah. anguish, we and we like thank you. It does. Two ghosts. It does feel like 
saying that it's something is the worst idea does sort of open you up to somebody suggesting you just do more of it. I that always so makes much, it worse. Well, because the, the great thing about this worst idea now, like 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 the idea that it's also infinite, like it's it's all the years until you give up or die. Yeah, like, yeah. that's Fuck incredible. Man. Like that's so much worse of a worst idea. You really hold won. On, wait, hold on. <laughs> let me let me put something on the record here. We're in. We are ending this. This is ending. Okay. We 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 so you're away. dying or giving up? We're giving up. Well, isn't it both? Isn't it always both? Uh, we've got. We literally have only three more episodes of the worst idea to make. So we have. Oh. Uh, this year, because the movie that we are will be discussing today is obviously as told by all of the brilliant quotes uh, you you both have respectively dropped so far. We are your mm-hmm. friends. And now, yeah. this is a film that Tim and I have seen 57 times each, which you'll notice is longer than a year. Uh, yeah. Because of sort of just external activity or you know other cultural activities, we wound up falling a little behind this year. And as penance, Tim punished us by saying, we'll make it a clean 60 and call it a day. Yeah, I penalized us eight watches because we, um, we had about a fortnight where we didn't watch it. Um, what happened? Hmm. Connection to my guy. Uh, yeah, you're back. We're back. Apologies for that. When did we cut out? Sorry. So uh, you cut out, but it's uh, it's back. So you said 50, you were saying 57 times because of external activities. We did 57. And presumably some some secret watches just for fun. Uh, no, it was, it's 57 times because we were running a little bit uh, behind schedule, and Tim just said out loud on the podcast, which somehow became law. Uh, we're going to do 60, we're going to do a clean 60 and we'll call it a day, which at the time I was so full of anguish. <laughs> but uh, now, I mean, you know, three more and we're out of here. So I feel okay. I feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel and it's also not a false light. It's the actual end of the tunnel. Hey, can I level with you guys though? Alex, Ezra, please one, two, are you listening? It brought yeah. me so much joy to see how in pain Guy was when I made the announcement that we were going to do another that, eight watches. <laughs> that does seem like part of your dynamic for sure, and 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 to be to level with you guys, Guy Tim, uh, that is our dynamic with me and Ezra as well. I like to make promises that he has to keep. It's a position of power, <laughs> and it's one that uh, yeah. it sounds like both you and Tim uh, take great joy in abusing Alex. Indeed, yeah. I, I'm frequently referred to as the Tim Bat of this podcast. <laughs> well, it's a testament to the far-reaching influence of the worst idea of all time, so we thank you. It, is, it certainly is. So for us, though, this is our first watch of it. This is also episode 416 of our podcast. We have now done as many episodes as the weight in pounds of a hog that terrorized East Tex- an East Texas man's yard for several years before he gunned it down with an AR-15, according <laughs> And I know you guys are wondering how many wild hogs are there in Texas. Correct. Fair question. Between 1.5 and 4 million, depending on the estimates I saw. So Between 1.5 hogs good. and 4 million hogs? That is way too big a range. I could have given yeah, you a better pe- guess than that. It turns out people are real bad at guessing how many hogs there are. But here's the thing. The guy who killed this hog, the reason why this made news is because apparently this hog was killing deer that lived on his property. Holy which shit. Which I didn't know they did. How- yeah, Texas, I was going to huh? say how big was that hog, but you actually <laughs> led with <Yeah>. that. <laughs> That's the reason we're this deep in the anecdote in the first instance. Uh, speaking of dudes uh, running amok, this week we're talking about We Are Your Friends, the 2015 Zac Efron picture. Uh, why are we doing this? So as we mentioned a second ago, this is be- we're doing this because 
Guy and Tim watched it 57 times as of this recording, and uh, we we talked to you guys when you did your first movie. We missed out on Sex and the City 2, but we wanted to make sure we caught up with you about this. So we watched it the one time, and I don't feel great, so I can't imagine I what 52 <laughs> through 57 was Alex, it's not like Alex, it's not like us watching it once because like Guy and Tim watched it 57 times. It's not like that's actually a real reason, ex- explanation, you know? Like, th- th- there's so many more questions, like... Why this one? Oh, man. Well, yeah, we have to ask them that. We do have to ask them that. But before we do, the reason we're doing this now is because it's cross-November. So on our show, we're spending all of November focusing on some of our favorite other podcasts and uh, having them on to talk to them about what they're up to. And so it was great to get to catch up on another cross-November with you that guys. That's so, so lovely. And what is it? Cross-November. That is a pretty, pr- yeah. pretty yeah, shit. Yeah, it just rolls off the tongue, tongue, Alex. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, so our, our question to you then is, so, uh, just, I'm sure you, which I'm sure you've explained plenty of times, but, uh, this seems like the saddest of the three movies you've watched. It's certainly <laughs> made me feel the worst of the three, and we've seen all of them. Uh, why this? Hey, why not? Yeah, that is, in essence, that is the actual answer to the question. I mean, why anything? But, uh, this was, <laughs> I, well, I'm assuming one of the reasons is because it's 97 minutes. Yeah, that was actually a big part of it. After watching Sex in the City 2, which from memory is two hours and 13 minutes long. No, it's, two, yeah. it's like two and a half, I think. Is it? Yeah. Oh, boy. It's beefy. It is. It, there's a lot to it and nothing in it. And after watching <laughs> yeah. that 52 times, we were like, you know what? Let's treat ourselves by punching ourselves in the dick for a shorter period each week. Yeah. Here on it. it's, I mean, that's almost a win. It's, it's yeah. almost a win, but it is, it's uh, harder work, I think, trudging across the movie every week because it's... Like the entire thing is more lean. There's not as much budget. There's not as much to look at in every frame. It's uh, you're more, I think, engrossed in the story, and it's not necessarily a great story. So it's a, it's a tough. That's what one. they say about it's, Sex and the City too is every frame a painting. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard that said. Every frame a handbag, at least, though, right? <laughs> well, that's several. This movie is much more like every frame a loose sketch. Yeah, every, every yeah, frame they, they, a they, script that should have. You know, gone through at least a few more edits before yeah. they made it into a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Reframe yeah. a loose sketch that they will write the punchline for tomorrow morning before yeah. we start rolling. Oh, this was this was a weird one to watch. Like, I don't did after more watchings. Do you understand the title more? It's because I did songs there. Though. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think if if you want to understand the title, first of all, you have to understand the concept of marketing. And if you want to understand <laughs> marketing, you do. They just said it, it was a great song that you can cut a fantastic trailer to. That's why the movie is called We Are Your Friends. Oh, I was just thinking it was because uh, this movie was written by one of his less successful friends, <laughs> and he was just like, "Don't forget me." Wait, is that true? When you're no. Damn it! <laughs> but it feels like it could be. Uh, you see, look, Tim's Tim's brain is scrambled, so you can yeah, make up to believe false that I've solved about something you haven't figured out yeah. yet. Give me right in the palm of your hand, and then just crushed it. <laughs> Such a decisive <laughs> note. But I think, well, so let's. I think guys, right? Just briefly, like the this was yep. a movie that drew us in through the trailer, and I tell you what, I bet we weren't the only suckers because this thing narrowly, you know, it lost a lot of money, but some people saw it at the cinema. <laughs> yeah, there were a couple tickets sold. <laughs> And I think all of those people came in because that banging hot trailer for it, Justice. <laughs> yeah, I. Well, let's let's summarize it for the people in case they haven't seen the movie and they, if they, they weren't one of the uh, eleven million dollars that this movie made. Um, 
So I'll I'll just start, but feel free to jump in. Add correct. Obviously, you guys' uh, memory for it is better than mine. <laughs> wait, wait, are you gonna are you gonna like summary explain explain this to to? to I would the guys love you know what I would love this? to hear the synopsis <laughs> okay. of the movie. We are your friends more than anything in the world. I feel like that is what I need right now. <laughs> okay, I I mean I was doing it for the listeners, Ezra, not for them, but no, I was hoping they would. Okay, I feel like me. it's for Tim and I exclusively. Correct. <laughs> We'll edit this part out of the actual podcast. This is just for context. Gather around, gentlemen, uh, because Zac Efron is a struggling disc jockey with three of the worst mates. I don't think we've called him a disc jockey across 57 episodes so far. That is brilliant. That is so good because I immediately visualize Zac Efron straddling. A vi- you know, some vinyl. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's riding the vinyl. That's what's happening. So, but this this disc jockey has three piece of shit friends, and uh, well, two and a half two piece of shit friends One and them, Squirrel. Yes. Well, yeah, right. Like this, uh, I don't really feel like Squirrel can really be quantified as a character. <laughs> no, just more like, just like, like, like one line and a death sentence, basically. Is yeah, what he is. he's a, like, oh, these guys aren't very likable. We'd better create someone who's not necessarily a character, but also not immediately yeah, we unlikable. We can't put him in. What's the what's the uh, Steve Buscemi's character in uh, Big Lebowski? Donnie. Donnie. He. Squirrel was the Donnie of this film, where he's not in most of the film, and then he dies for no reason. But he doesn't get a cool catchphrase using his name, unfortunately. That's true. That's true. Uh, so, so he's got two. Sh- they've got Zach has two shitty friends and and Squirrel, and together they uh, trick college girls into going to a Thursday night dance club, and they sell drugs. <laughs> yeah, uh, when you put it like that. I mean, I think I think the yeah the, the first the first thing is enough of a crime, though, right? <laughs> I, I, I don't know how bad that club is. I can't tell uh, from clubs. The, um, I don't know that it, they trick them. I mean, like anyone who's stupid enough to take a flyer from a stranger outside of a university campus and then go to wherever that flyer tells you to has not been tricked. I think that they're... Do you know what I it guess, is, though? They're, I feel- they're doing the same thing that brought people into the film that they made. But it's like a meta-analysis of the process. A good, a good trailer. Oh yeah, yeah that's pretty good. I, I thought they were like they were saying that they would be able to provide things that they couldn't. They were talking like, "Well, I'll bring you a free bottle and stuff like that." I wasn't sure they ever lived up to that. I, I got the feeling that they can because when they're at the club, uh, Zakoli, as we call him, uh, when he tries sure. to lure his love interest so- Sophie across to the private table, he says, uh, "John, I sit at my table. I can you can drink for free. I can get you a bottle or something." Which suggests if he's still wielding that power at the club, I understand at the campus you'd lie about that because you know they might not come and you won't get found out. But if you're going to do right. it at the club, it suggests that they do wield that power that they can provide. Oh, that's possible. A free bottle. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Okay, well then they, uh, using honest tactics, try to convince college girls <laughs> to go to a discotheque on a Thursday night, and then they also sell drugs at raves. And for some reason, though, these guys are frustrated that they're not rich, and so they they take a side job. Uh, t- find like calling cold calling people whose houses are in foreclosure and trying to steal the house. And yeah, it's just it's just it's just basically splicing in like a little bit of uh, boiler room. Yeah, yeah, they do uh, <laughs> they do a hot side plot about boiler room, and uh, and like a like a nod to the housing crisis, which has invaded even great movies about thing. And yeah, that's the other thing that the way that they uh, try and they cold call people whose homes are going into foreclosure and try and steal their homes. I again, I don't. I feel like uh, they're trying to say something. Well, they're, no, but they're the guys are so <laughs> thick. 
you know, it takes them two or three months of just earning money for making phone calls <laughs> to actually realize what they're doing, right? Like, they don't know it initially yeah. that they're selling the homes. They just get them on the phone, and if they talk for like 30 seconds, they put them onto Paige, who is literally the heart and soul of that, of Gold Star Realty Solutions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They uh, I, I, at what point when you're putting uh, cash from your da- your phone job, you're putting cash into a shoebox under your bed, or you're like, are we not the good? <laughs> <laughs> also, the the thing about the shoebox full of cash that Zach Efron has, nothing comes of that, right? Ever yeah. like one way or the <laughs> you other. Didn't watch it till you the very think, end. Yes, Ezra, naughty boy. So during the credits, <laughs> wait. There's a post credit sequence. Yes, there is because because oh, so oh no, I'm jumping here, but just just rem- I want to remind the listeners that uh, uh, on this show I have a strong anti post credit sequence philosophy, yeah. which is if you want me to watch a scene, put it in the movie. That's my rule. Interesting. <laughs> Quite understandable. Yeah. And I tell you what, this yeah. movie in no way earns the right to have an after the credits scene as well. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, what happens? I'm curious. Well, I think they're still afraid that uh, the bad taste left in everyone's mouth from watching these guys just fuck around with no consequence uh, was going to linger. And so they edited in just a shot of Zicoli putting the... He puts the shoebox on Tanya Romero's doorstep, who is the woman who comes to exemplify the whole oh. house stealing. But, I mean, but better yet, the fact of the matter is that Paige has stolen that house, so Correct. he just puts a shoebox full She's- of cash on Paige's doorstep. <laughs> yeah, that's true, because Paige now has taken ownership of the property. So she's lost like um, I think about four hundred thousand dollars in value yeah, of this house, and then still Zicoli horribly screwed. Solves it by giving Paige cash. Man, I I just I just watched that. It looks like though she we never actually see what's inside of the shoebox. It could have been just like like his, one of his, his like extra hot tracks, right? And, he could have, and, and yeah. a CD player. There you go. Yeah, get you started in your new life. Uh, it's also uh, do we see her pick up the box? No. Yes. Uh-oh. Oh, we do. What? Well, I, no. I just framed it up. We I think. See, oh I think yeah, she does. I think we do actually. He There's a wide the shot where it looks like yeah. I see her legs. She's she's picking up the box. Oh boy, we're she's really looking in the, the box. She's opened the box. We cut away. Oh, okay, so we don't see someone else steal the box. Well, so we lost Guy and him again. Oh man. So what I'm wondering is, do we if we re- regain them, do we lose the ability to hear each other again? That seems to be where the problem is. Guys, you're back. Wait. Yes, we are. I can hear him still. Okay, let's see if you guys continue to be able to hear yourself. Oh yeah, can we it, got we. I got both it, of you. Yeah, we're cool. Yeah. Okay, good. We'll see if that lasts. Okay, so. Uh, be funny quick he does okay great good the post credit sequence helps then that's that actually does make me feel a little bit better as it seems like the sole purpose but in the in the meantime in the movies so they're doing the side hustle um but also this zach the zach's uh career takes a has a bright spot in it which is that he has recently made friends with an old alcoholic womanizing disc jockey with a nice in-home studio who teaches him a lot about music and life and art and to say thank you, Zach sleeps with his girlfriend. That's also correct. Uh, I mean, we also don't know that that guy isn't. I'm assuming that it's so. It's Wes Bentley. I'm assuming it's the same. It's his same character, like several years later after American Beauty. That is Beauty. also sure, correct. Yeah. And I'd also like to make a point it's, of order, it's a con- Alex, in that uh, yes, it is suggested, sure, that Zac Efron's oh character and so uh, Sophie have sex, <laughs> but we never actually. Listen. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not it's not consummated on so, screen, so it's impossible. I'm going to interrupt Guy's interruption. Guy's got a real thing <laughs> about this because he doesn't see the penis penetrate the vagina. He's yeah, yeah, not yeah. fully convinced that they're actually I, engaging in sex. I had heard I, I heard you making that argument, Guy, and um, 
Uh, to that, I just say that maybe your it just seems like your life of watching movies is more interesting than mine because you're always wondering what happened after the yeah. camera faded away with the two people in bed. That's the you, main fault I would say I have most with... movies I've seen do not have vaginal penetration. <laughs> well, on it's the not screen. just it's Wait. not just the sex scenes either. I find you know the amount of work that movies leave us to do. You know, us punters who have paid twelve fifty, fifteen dollars to sit down in a cinema and enjoy storytelling is frankly disrespectful. This is a guy who sat through three hours of Titanic, got to the end, and was like, "So is the boat coming back up or what?" <laughs> I wait. I like the idea though that like every time you watch this, you don't know what's going to happen exactly. Where it's like, okay, maybe this time we're going to show us That's, more. Yeah. Like you know, the other times, like I didn't, but like this time, maybe it'll be like a different yeah. like. Because you know, we don't know actually, right? Until you watch it through. That's right. Like, if it's maybe changed, the movie every week, I want you just busting, yeah. busting for a different offer at any point in the film. <laughs> uh, well, it, we just sort of. I'm going to assume that they do sleep together because I, I agree uh, to disagree. When, when Wes Bentley, well, here's what here's my evidence, I guess, which is when Wes Bentley says, "Did you sleep with my girlfriend?" He kind of like shrug nods. Yeah, and I felt like that was confirmation enough. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, why would you pass up an opportunity to, to have a, a good portmanteau there, Alex? Shrugs, uh, shrugs. Well, I, I didn't pass it up so much as I said the two Shrod. words normally, and then hadn't had a chance to process the portmanteau yet. <laughs> I did that. Oh, more of a post Shrugs is not a good portmanteau. It is such an unwieldy <laughs> word. <laughs> well, I agree. Yeah. Also, I would like to say that uh, that is not confirmation. That is just a smug man about to get knocked knocked out. The honestly, he's about to get in a I, fight, I've, and all you'd have to, if you didn't sleep with her, all you have to say is, "No, man, I didn't," and that would solve your problem. And you're suggesting that I, he instead takes credit for sleeping with that girl, Alex. It's sweet that you're engaging I, with this, but short of a short pornographic <laughs> scene where we see the full thing, nothing will convince my compadre here, guy. <laughs> Okay, I feel really weird about this. Actually, like they're like there's some really weird uh, ideas of ownership uh, that make me deeply uncomfortable sure. about, from the West Bentley character, yeah. right? Where it's like it's it's like just there's like very very little like agency on the part of so- Sophia. It seems like in their conversation where it's like, hey man, you did a mean thing to me, yeah, uh, by having consensual oh, sex yeah. with this the other thing human you guys being. Missed out in the synopsis as well, which we've uh, attempt, uh, appeared to have railroaded, but it, she is also his employee. So they're together romantically. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. She's his assistant, which is no good. Yeah. I mean, it's important There's... also to remember that uh, this the woman, Sophie, uh, played by Emily Radjowski, uh, is was fresh off uh, shooting the music video for... Blurred uh, Lines. For new... Blurred Lines, yeah. So this is the least sexist thing she was in in the 2010s. <laughs> well, that's so she's doing entry. fine. Yeah. Uh yeah, so she's she's his assistant the 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 more famous uh, DJ's assistant slash girlfriend sometimes. Uh, anyway, so then so Zach sleeps with his girlfriend. Um, <laughs> also, for the record, you know you're watching a bad movie when you have the phrase "the more famous DJ" in the uh, in the summary. <laughs> yeah, it's not a- it's not a good it's not a good look. Um, and then uh, uh, some some garbage happens, and then Squirrel dies for no reason, and they don't learn anything. Some garbage and then, happens. The boys pursue uh, gets, a career in property, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, they buy a house. They There's some drugs, squirrel ODs, um, which seems like a thing that maybe professional drug dealers would have a better concept of how much drugs to take, but I, I don't know. I'm, uh, a, I'm but an amateur. No, no that's a, a, a good and fair point. Uh, you get, there's a, there's, I've seen it time and time again where sort of uh, Ollie, who we call J- Johnny Depp for... <laughs> 
reasons unknown to us. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, when you can see Skrull begging for more drugs, and he's sort of going, oh, no, nah, nah, I'm cutting you off, man. And then Skrull's like, nah, please. And he's like, oh, okay, you have more drugs. Uh, so there is a moment where they try and, uh, you know, they show do. responsible drug dealership. But obviously, um, oh. old rubber-armed Johnny Depp over there just can't help but ply his mate with premium-grade <laughs> rat poison or whatever the fuck they're I, putting in their systems. Well, I like the idea that, like, the, the, the drug dealer's rule where it's like, if they ask me twice, there's nothing you can do. They, yeah. <laughs> or it's like, sure, yeah, yeah, classic. Like, be ethical unless they ask twice yeah. and then, like, well, it's kind of, you know, it's on them. I'm cutting you off. Please, okay. That's a real good argument. Also, then there's that really sad discovery where uh, after a party, a guy to his the lifeless corpse of his good friend yells, you were a legend last night. Yeah. It's a real tragic moment of the film that feels like it hasn't earned that level of tragedy. It depends how yeah, many times comedy. you've seen the movie. Sure, you see it for the first time, and it's a bit of a surprise that they took such a dramatic turn in a film <laughs> that is vastly unqualified yeah. for emotional content. But on the 30th yes. time, you're like, <laughs> you're talking to your dead pal. Yeah, yeah. Don't you get it? Don't you get it, Johnny Depp? You killed him again. <laughs> All you can do uh, is be concerned about what happened in that bathroom last night. Yeah. You maniac. So, just to try to wrap this up. Uh, so then through tragedy. Oh, and um, uh, young Zac Efron had been uh, given this huge career opportunity to perform at Summerfest, the questionably important music festival. <laughs> And and sloppily named, I will add. Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. And then just, he gets fired just, from that for just, sleeping with the girl. And then he, uh, one day, because his music's not very good, So then, but then one day, while out for a run with his giant DJ headphones on, which would make his ears way too sweaty. Correct. I do believe that is what a DJ would do to run in. They though. would, but I just... His, his whole running... His no, I know, but his running his running getup is also ridiculous if you looked at his socks. Oh, um, no. oh look, like, the socks the socks like, I don't take issue with. They're they're what they're like just under knee highs, are they? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But, it's like it's like it's like like fine for like like you know like a, a, a Catholic type uniform where it's like it's like oh yes that's that's that is respectable. Just um, the whole time like, he's wearing yeah, DJ headphones norm throughout the movie. I'm like, man, his ears are so sweaty. And then he goes for a run with them on, and it just made me. It was just I was so sad for how sweaty his head was. What that is, was my what, main concern. What do you think he's Good listening to head. when he runs? Uh, well, if it's like me, uh, I don't know. Uh, this American Life. Probably. I always listen serious? to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to it at two speed. It gets me turned. You, you listen to This American Life while you're exercising? I'm more of a Terry Gross man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, listened, I listened to your show at the gym this week, uh, in fact. Oh, that's nice. But that, so, was, that, was, that was like you were probably doing homework, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, I was catching up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, uh, wait, wait, hold on. What is, what grade do you think Alex is in? Just for, for the, to oh, clarify. Third? Yeah, seventh? Fourth? <laughs> we, we're in New Zealand because we've got a different system. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, if, if you hadn't asked, enough. I would have assumed that Alex finished school some time ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very different system in America. I'm in four, 49th grade. What? And 49th grade. But you're not even 49. <laughs> no. I, I skipped some years, and I, oh. I took 21 and 22 at the same time. Uh, that makes you sense. Know what? You got to get held back on the 30th grade, though. Well, so. uh, anyway, is running, if I may. Here's the point. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I reckon he might be listening 
to other because he did this is a critical moment where his battery runs out on his phone so he takes his headphones off and discovers the world of sound around him yeah uh, he learns to listen to the to the to world the babble of the brook the hum of the wind mm. the sizzle yeah. of the overhead yeah. pylons that are probably giving him cancer in his suburban neighborhood yes but yes. imagine if he was listening yeah. to those kind of sounds anyway but through headphones <laughs> <laughs> so he had like on a previous trip recorded those sounds and that's just that's <laughs> He listens to ambient <laughs> he, soundscapes as his running thing. He gets ready to run, and he he presses play on the sounds of the valley. Yeah. And then runs through the valley. It's his vision of fresh air for me. But so it's he, yeah, so this is this is the crucial <laughs> moment, is he, uh, ha- his phone runs out of batteries, which is an amateur running mistake. Um, he has to take off his headphones and be bored as he runs, but instead he listens to the world around him, and he realizes that instead of his cheesy electronic dance music sounds uh, that he's been using before... He can sample real life and make beautiful music using the electric wires, nail guns, lion roars, and wind chimes. Finally, somebody in music has decided to sample and wind chimes. private conversations with his friends that he cannot get clearance for because the other party he is illicitly now recorded. <laughs> yes. But can I also say uh, this? If, Z- if Zac Efron's character does not realize how ridiculous it is to run with those giant headphones on while the music or podcast or whatever is playing... Surely, on the run home, in between sourcing inspiration from the sounds around him, he would be thinking, with those fucking girthy headphones around his neck, I should really just get some earbuds, because these things are bouncing around. (laughs) This is a real nuisance. I'm caught between a wave of inspiration and immense frustration. (laughs) Absolutely. But he does get so inspired, he takes these sounds, he records some awful EDM tracks, which he uh, one track, because you only need one track, which he plays at the Very Casual Music Festival. And uh, during that music festival, he twiddles some knobs with an extreme sense of purpose because of his newfound appreciation for the fragility of life because of Squirrel. And then all of the people he screwed over get their houses back. Squirrel comes back to life and everything is okay because of music. You you got it. Yeah. Superman flights around the world <laughs> in reverse. Lois Lane gets the bullet did, yeah. in the chest and I, um, all is right. I did have to stop the movie five minutes before the end, but that's what I assume happens. Yeah, no, you're right. Why did you have to stop the movie five minutes before the end? I didn't. Yeah, I was, you couldn't get through it. Okay, that was just. Pretend. I was going to say because, like, if you can't get through it once, <laughs> yeah, really, then you can get off the line. We'll just finish this thing yeah. off with Ezra. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, nothing comes of it, as far as I can tell. Except that after the post-credit sequence, he gives his cash to that lady. He screwed. Just a so, couple, a couple uh, very small points, though, as well. Number please, one, please, please, please. It's a very casual music festival occurs in the middle of the day in a parking lot yes. of an American apparel yes. store with, uh, yes. with no. <laughs> House music between acts. None whatsoever. That there was is... the thing that drove me the most crazy is that he shows up yeah. straight from the car, backpack on. There's nothing happening. There's no music. Dead silence. The crowd is just Do staring I... expectantly at an empty stage. That's so good. And also and he... because that's the that's a point where they use genuine cameos from electronic music artists as they're walking away, which presumably is because they arrived at the festival. They're like, nope, this is going to be <laughs> shit. I'm absolutely not playing here and leave. And he's walking along with Wes Bentley and everyone's like, oh, you're going to go ahead and play? Yeah, sweet, bro. See you later, you fucking idiot. Because <laughs> like, if, if, yeah, if, if the implication is that those DJs had just played, then surely they would still have music going in between the acts. But the you way it looks something, like, yeah. he's the first one. And you'd yeah you'd probably do it at dusk or at least so that you could turn on some lights because he had a big light board in front of the the DJ booth even though you can't see them because it's full sun. Look, I got to be honest and with you. I think it was an event done by American Apparel as they were tanking. Just to oh try and okay, right the ship. This was their this that was what sense. finally did them in. 
Yeah, this was like their last ditch effort in the same way that Kmart shoveled all its money into a product placement in Grown Ups 2, which, funnily enough, <laughs> did save them. Yeah. So sometimes it did not. sometimes the casino, sometimes you, you know? Uh, <laughs> what was it? Oh, gosh, other, it. I had a wave of thought. that Other points of clarification? Oh, the, just that the, the music festival... Um, the American Apparel. Th- oh fuck! What was I going to say, Tim? You c- you don't know that. You're not me. I'm me. We'll have times to come back to it. <laughs> but what we should do uh, before we talk any more about this, we like to do a compliment uh, near the top and at the bottom. We call it the compliment sandwich. And so we actually have to say one nice thing about it now before we hate on it too much. So, uh, Ezra, I'm gonna have you go first. What is your major compliment for we are your friends? Ah. Uh, uh, okay. Let me look. Let me look. Um, Surely at one you've point, done this before. Okay, no, no, yeah, no, no. I just I'm looking through like these notes. We've already burnt, guys. We're, this is deep into the podcast already, true, right? Like true. I've already burnt a lot of my material. Um, uh, okay, here's the thing. At one point, uh, Wes Bentley, the the more famous DJ, uh, like during his like sad drunken birthday, hands uh, a slice of cake with his hands, and I think this is how I want to actually give people cake from now on. Hand cake, just like. Handcake. No, no plates. No, no <laughs> utensils. Uh, that's the only way to celebrate my birthday from now. Is just handcake. I was so, impressed uh, by. Uh, his, I mean, I know his girlfriend slash employee was very mad at him at that moment, but it's. It felt like you got to at least be charmed by some handcake. Yeah, definitely. How if you're are not you still mad? That, it's not a real relationship. I think it was. Yeah. It, it was. You could see it though. It was desperation stuff from him. He was like, "I'm tanking here. I've got to think quickly. <laughs> it's got to be big. He, he it's sees, be pancakes. He sees I know. the cake. Yeah. He's aware that Sophie's either baked or ordered the cake, either as his girlfriend or his PA. And he thinks, okay, <laughs> let's get this cake out there. But in attempting to honor and respect the cake, I feel like maybe the hand cake was accidentally quite a disrespect. You know, it's like quite a disrespectful thing to do to an expensive it's cake. It's like a slap in the face yeah, of that it's cake. It's like, oh, That's you made true. me a cake? Here, watch this. I'm going to have a mouthful and throw the rest in this thing before I go to the strippers. <laughs> it's the cake equivalent of slapping someone on the ass to show them respect. <laughs> exactly. I respect you so damn yeah. much. Yeah, put my mitts all over you. Uh, God, no one is it. really great in this movie, right? Squirrel oh, is definitely the best the by dying first. Thing, eh? There's no redeeming yeah. hero yeah. in this film. Um, no, no. What about except for the except for art? Art is yeah. Obviously, you know art wait, redeems. Wait, hold on, I'm sorry. Art, art? Yeah, the concept art. of art. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Concept yeah. of art goes. It comes out I mean, real good. Though. It wasn't there, so it did a good job by just dodging this movie yeah. entirely. Like <laughs> comes out. Say, clean. Oh, I don't know. A pretty I... background character because I sure missed art being involved in this project. <laughs> Well, there was so there was so there was the painting that bled because he was on PCP on accident, which never oh, mattered. Oh, that was a weird thing. Yeah, that was uh, what yeah, did you just, guys uh, the scene? waking life sequence. Yeah, I, I like some rotoscoping. I'll, I'll take that. I actually, and and it, also it was, I like the idea that if you do PCP, just the world is animated all of a sudden. So like, if you did PCP in Toontown, it would be the best day of your fucking life. Yeah. Been, I think uh, what, this I've is what heard, I've always dreamed. Wait, not what I've heard about PC double animated from the news and the police reports. It has uh, apparently mm-hmm. quite a miserably different effect to most people who yeah. aren't Zac Efron. They really took a kitty gloves <laughs> approach to PCP in this movie. And why? Like, what I, was the message I'm going to gonna spike you with that. the terrifying drug PCP, and you're going to have a pretty good night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, uh, Tim, why don't you go second in your major compliment? So the thing I love about we are your friends is. Uh, um, uh, oh, Come on, Tim. Is that hot in this room all of a sudden? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just I did some math, guys. You put in over 90 hours of your life into watching mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
That's incredible. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> Man, it almost it almost makes you appreciate the finite beauty that life provides. <laughs> you almost. Know, it's, it's pretty powerful perspective. <laughs> almost know, makes it, you want to savor every moment and not be <laughs> doing this again. I like the ambitiousness with which they treat technology. And the most beautiful example is oh. the song that we were talking about before, where Zach Efron samples a whole bunch of real-world noises to put in his track. Mm-hmm. He's recording those on his cell phone. He's out in the wild with oh, like yeah. a Galaxy S3 recording yeah. conversations yeah. and that. And then he blasts that, these shitty, tinny cell phone recorded sounds, out to <laughs> a, um, a full parking lot in American Apparel at three in the afternoon <laughs> under the bright, searing sun after silence. And apparently that's going to sound fest. pristine. It, that shits me. I was going to say maybe it's like, because that's what phone uh, products do in their ads, right? They go, these are all the features that we have and here's the best possible outcome of you using them. Yeah. And then you get it and they all stink. But this is not an ad for Samsung and this really frustrates me every week. He's rocking the Galaxy S3 and a MacBook. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, oh, man. yeah. That Venn intersect is tight. No one in the real world has it's ever done that. absolute madness. It's like, who's, who's, <laughs> yeah, who's no one, real people no making this movie? Like, they, they got everything <laughs> so close. This was the point I was trying to make about the music festival before. Is the reason the music festival sucks is I remember watching in the behind, some behind the scenes. They organized their version of an actual music festival. And so it's like a, sure. a vague approximation of it. It's like, yeah, so what, what do we get at a music festival? A stage and an audience and speakers and lights. And we'll just do it in the daytime so that we can all go home by like seven. It's like, no, like, <laughs> contact an expert. Just have someone tell you music festivals happen by night. Like, well, yeah. this, this wasn't going to be my compliment, but that does, they actually did. Although the music festival doesn't seem like a musical festival. One of my favorite things that we talk about on the show a bunch is that how hard crowd scenes are to fake and so you see a lot of movies where they're like oh this is a famous musician and then they show the show and it's like 12 people and then <laughs> yeah, like, they clearly yeah. had to get up and walk and then they shot the middle part and then they got up and moved to the right and they shot the right part and this one they actually did get a bunch of people for it it's the people true. just didn't seem like they were at a music festival they threw a festival and yeah. then filmed it they just they just kind of yeah. made one up and got some djs to play because that would I assume be the cheapest way to do it. Mine feels less yeah, like a compliment, but I did mean it in endearing terms because I'm a I'm a Android dude, so no. I like seeing non iPhones in movies. I like acknowledgement yeah. in the media that they exist, and I like um, very ambitious overreach into what they're capable of being displayed to the I, I am I am also an Android person, and so the fact that the battery died on a run felt very personal <laughs> and real to me. Our friend, our friend <laughs> Alice Nen, who uh, is a co-host of a very funny podcast, Bones of the Heart. Was it her who was yeah. saying to you that she she can't respect any characters in movies who use Android products? <laughs> <Yeah>. She can't <laughs> identify with them. That's sadly the world. Yeah, my my compliment uh, is for um, oh, so I think my favorite moment of the of the movie by far is uh, the first time where Zach is making a little bit of progress in his career is when the more famous DJ invites him to play a weird house party. And he's playing this house party and he's doing fine. He's like making people dance in a way that they didn't want to or something. Um, but then his <laughs> yeah. shitty. F- <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the exact line from that's, the movie. Yeah, that, that was the stage direction. And uh, so, but he he's doing that. And he's feeling pretty good, and he's getting paid, but then his shitty friends show up, and his friend uh, immediately gets in a fight with somebody over sushi, because it's L.A. Yeah. And, but, well, but, yeah, and sushi uh, in the valley. Yeah, which is yeah, the best sushi takes, he, in the Western Hemisphere, kid. 
Which is okay, yeah. Which is a thing that people from the valley say, and I—that's uh, fine. Um, but they, um, so he gets in this fight with this guy over sushi, and they're standing by a pool because it's a fancy party. And it's like f- for several minutes, it was clear to me he was just going to shove the guy in the pool, and it would have been hilarious and a good little like prank you played on that guy for talking shit about your sushi. But instead, he throws himself and the guy into the pool so that he can have a punching fight in the pool. And that is just so much more ambitious than just shoving a guy backwards into the pool. (laughs) Is like, you put yourself on the line into a pool fight, and I was just not expecting that at all. And it cracked me up. I've never noticed it, but there's a way to play that for realism, whereby usually in actual fights in real life, dudes end up grappling a lot, but they never do that in movies. It's always clean punches. So if they yeah, wanted yeah. to get them both in the pool, they could do a grapple. But that's not what happens in this film. He does. He no. makes the decision to push the guy and jump in so they can continue the It's not a, a push and jump. It's a full-blown tackle, isn't it? It's like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, goes, he goes all in with him. And what a crazy way to have a fight with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Crash tackle them into like, a body of water first. That's your opening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of like, let's take yeah. this outside. It's like, oh, yeah, you want to go? Let's take this into the deep let's end. Let's take this underwater. It, it, yeah. was, it was really important character development you could see in the writer's room. They're like, what have we got going for our respective characters? This guy is always, he's a, you know, he's, he's a hothead. So let's just yeah, yeah. lean on that character trait for the scene because we need to get out of this party. We cannot write our way out of this party without a fight <laughs> in the pool. Uh, be, uh, before we, we move on, one more compliment, guy. We need Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my compliment would be that um, I I actually haven't seen the movie for like a week, so uh, it's quite nice. It's quite nice to have a lucid conversation about the film without its sort of tentacles having been wrapped around my brain moments before discussing. Yeah. So my compliment. You did is, actually is, uh, in the email. Sorry, yeah. sorry, in the email about it, I you said, "Wait, I don't have to watch it. I can. We can just have a nice conversation." <laughs> and I, I was almost flattered that you were considering watching it for me a bonus time. That's crazy. I was just making sure I wanted to, you know, play by the rules of the podcast, and I didn't think. You're I think uh, yeah, so you're a merciful leader, sir. <laughs> well, I've come halfway around the world to watch this movie a 59th and 60th time in front of a crowd. Like, both of our brains are scrambled. We don't know up from down or what's appropriate anymore. Yeah. None of this yeah. is right, so we have to kind of check in with external parties to see what the go is. So, Guy, was that was that the whole compliment, or was there more? Yeah, that's the compliment. That. I think I cut you off. <laughs> you haven't oh, okay, seen great. it for yeah. a week. You haven't seen it for a week. Well, it's that, nice. Normally, it's... I wouldn't... Oh, you go ahead. Normally, according to the rules of compliments, it, it has to be about the film and not about your experience necessarily of it. But that I will give you because you've put in the work. I think you've proved that you deserve it. Thank you so fair. much. Yeah, uh, it's more a compliment to the conversation we're all having together than to the movie itself. Yeah, but it's there's I'll literally fifty seven examples of you giving the movie a compliment. So <laughs> they're out there. So we, we're because uh, we're going a little long already. We're not going to have a ton of time for this discussion. But I have a couple of quick questions for you about your you guys' experience of it this time. So what's what is the hardest? part of watching this movie every time what's the part that really drags you down the most um so there's a real gear change in the film where everything's kind of going okay until the romantic interest is introduced which admittedly is pretty early on but all the first bit's kind of fun it's like okay cool where are we we're in los angeles we've got some bros broing out uh Mm -hmm. they're involved in drugs and dance parties okay Uh, that's that's got promise i could enjoy this film and then everything comes to a cataclysmic halt in terms of pacing and any kind of interest on screen as soon as um Somali's introduced so in that fe- you feel that real hard i feel that real hard every week yeah i think it's yeah, I it's the 
I actually I can get further through it, but then it really slows down. So all the way pretty much up till after the the pool party, it's like everything's okay, and then they try and you know because they've created these bad characters and everything's going okay for them when they start having to provide problems for them. It just it's just a mess. It just drags and it drags, and then the ending it's like he sleeps with uh, Sophie, and then uh, Wes Bentley finds out, and then they have a falling out, and then they kill Squirrel, and you're like. I don't know. I just all of that stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. You know, some. I just, I, I just want to fast. You know, I've seen click, so I know it's not a good idea. But I really want to fast forward through that part of my life. Yeah, I, I almost would be like more into because the the part where he explains music and getting people to dance is not that onerous. I can handle that part. And they do the different BPMs and show different people dancing and stuff. Like, and and the party scenes. I didn't even hate. If this was actually a movie about DJing and partying. I wouldn't hate it so much. Well, it's the it's, it's the crazy love story and the drugs and, and drinking and all that stuff that takes makes it less fun. It sounds like your your two favorite parts are the montage, and it's so easy to make a great cut up montage <laughs> in a movie because it doesn't have to fit inside oh. of any plot. And then um, yeah, what was the other bit that you referenced before? That's kind of a oh, the, like crying painting oh. and PCP rotoscope trip out, which yeah, again yeah, yeah, is yeah. just a fun and games segment within a movie. They can't do uh, yeah. Unfortunately, Megan Oppenheimer, co-writer of this film, and Max Joseph cannot write. They can't write a whole feature, and they tried. Well, no, well, but this is how you learn. All they, right? they should have just—it's their first movie. They should have taken their own advice, right? Instead of trying to make a long movie, they should have made a really interesting short film because it's not about making it last; it's about how high you get. Ah, oh, yes, brilliant. Mm. <laughs> so we cut this. Yeah, we cut our left too much. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't, we, don't what are we French? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That yeah, actually says the guy who's about to hand you PCP. Yeah, that is uh, not my compliment, but that is uh, that line. I- I'll tell you this from watching this movie 57 times with Tim Bat never fails to get sure. a rise out of him. When Zach Efron says, no, I'm American, Tim has got a twinkle in his eye and he sort of looks at Zach Efron and he says, you got chops, kid. This it, movie could pull it together this week. It still <laughs> hasn't left me the comedy of that line. I'm American. Is there, is there anything else that really uh, bums you out every time it happens? I, I, the whole, do you know, I can't actually. Uh, it's a real soupy mess at this point, boys. We're in the late 50s yeah. of watching this <laughs> film, and it's actually really interesting to hear you guys talk about it um, after one watch because you've structurally got it all sound. And in our heads, it's it's such a jumble yeah, of yeah. experience. What, when you were explaining yeah, the plot of the movie to me, it was so clear. Yeah, it was and like, it's like, yeah. It's a sort of clarity that I have not had access to for months. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to make you guys feel bad, but did you know that you can structure a podcast where you watch a film only one time? I wasn't aware of that at all. Yeah, it's a possibility. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's I was like the normalist idea. I see. I was of the opinion Ever. that we were the only podcast about films that existed, and therefore this was the only <laughs> format that was out there. Ezra, did you have a least favorite part then? Since you still have the clarity of no brain mush. Uh, that's a great question. Um. There are a lot of really angry... Okay, so I, I think maybe my angry moment might have been at the battery dying part. Okay. Um, because I, I think, I guess, you know, what I want from my third act, really, is that, like, that you've earned it's sort of the... Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I want... Shit, I just... I'm like, I want, I want the thing that happens at the end can, like to be impossible to happen earlier. But, like... I feel like he probably could just had his battery die and like just listen to the fucking world around him like at any point in this movie and just like 
maybe you know we just we need just him to use up his battery it was just it was completely unrelated <laughs> i guess like it's just a random ass shit thing that happens yeah. that kicks off the last uh like the the finale and that's just that 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 was a frustrating thing from like a structural standpoint where it's just like you haven't like there's no real journey that you have to go through in order to let your battery randomly run out that's it's not so like true. a it's not a character There's change. No yeah. Lesson yeah. learned. No, really? The lesson is charge your phone. But if that happened, he would be deprived of the experience, which gave rise to the conclusion. Yeah, that's terrible. It's crazy to go I out also- with a phone that's charged below twenty percent. I <laughs> honestly just I might have to get hit by a car if yeah. he's engaging in his life well, and like, that kind of carefree attitude. For what a- sort of devil may cry guy is going out, not even looking at his battery indicator? They make it as easy as possible. Especially for you. if you're going for a run and you like to run with music. Yeah. Yeah, and running without music is not a beautiful opportunity to understand the world around you. It just makes the exercise the only thing you're doing, and that is really difficult. So much worse. Yeah, it just so it, yeah, it, I, it's a great way to hear what it sounds like uh, when you're breathing heavily, which is you know a really <laughs> nice thing. Uh, that's that's a really good point, Ezra. Structurally, as a writer, I think my main criticism is that I don't like sleeveless shirts. <laughs> Ooh. And boy, they were everywhere, man. Keep your Sometimes no shirts also. shoulders to yourself. That's like bros. that's like sleeve, sleeveless sleeveless centerless shirts as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shirtless shirts. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Amazon.com. It's just Amazon. That's all it is. But uh, it's our little redirect. If you spell it Amazon, A M I N, Amazon then everything you spend on Amazon for that day goes to us. So just set yourself a little redirect. Go to Amazon.com anytime you're going to be spending money with them anyway, and we get a tiny percentage. I know that's not how commerce usually usually works. This is not the most direct way to give us money. The most direct way to support the show is by becoming a meat buddy at redistribute.com slash meat buddies. But let's say you're really into indirect commerce, or you're really into people benefiting who did not actually do much. In that case, the most the best way to support us is the least direct go to amazon.com and we get a small percentage and it really helps the show along we really do count on that money to keep putting this out every week so uh amazon.com whenever you're shopping on amazon we really appreciate it and now back to the episode let's jump right into lightning bonus round lightning bonus round we're going into lightning bonus round lightning bonus round here we go we gotta finish this shit up so Lightning Bonus Round is our uh, second half segment where we talk about things uh, sort of inspired by the movie but not actually about the movie per se. And so for Crossovember, we're talking to our crossover uh, friends about what what their projects are, more about their lives and their podcasts. So uh, Tim and Guy, or or Ty, um, if you portmanteau. Which we should. Uh, well, you can't. You shouldn't. Um, so... Uh, this this is the, you're coming to the end of a three year project. I guess like what's the main what, what's something that feels like it's changed for you on this third go round from your first two movies? How how have you changed or how has the project changed? The, you might not like this answer, but actually I think our third season is our worst. <laughs> yeah. the, the the way that the project has changed is there was a time when the podcast was giving us more than we were giving it, and now the podcast is taking from us, and uh, <laughs> that is no longer acceptable. The first year was exciting, you know, people started finding out about us, and and we were getting a little following, which was great. And then the second season was just so hilariously grim because we were watching Sex in the City too every week and then this third yeah. season just be like oh man maybe we should have quit while we were in do you know what though that is p- kind of what i love and respect about this, this third i mean because 
Yeah, it is. The beauty of the title is we could turn in the worst podcast ever yeah. and be like, well, does what it says on the tin. That's right. And yeah. for us to drag ourselves through this third season, I'm glad we I'm glad we you did love it. love the needlessness of it? I, I love the needlessness of it and I love that um, I love that we learned by doing. Like well, if we we'd, think- if we'd cut it after season two, I think we'd always we would not. It would feel like we hadn't quite finished the book. Think of the hero's journey. What have you learned? What, what have, has your character gained from this? What have you lost and what have you learned? Mm. Look, yeah, what yeah. I, good question. Uh, I, it, it does teach you a lesson about creativity. Like I, I, I have learned that uh, if, you, like, if you love something, let it go. Like <laughs> gen- <laughs> Genuinely. Like, uh, you know... It doesn't. It, I mean, it feels good now because we're nearly finished. But it does. It didn't feel good for a while. It's like I got. We've got to get through this. It's crazy. Yeah. And now I know that yeah. like, I can apply that to anything, any other creative pursuits. Do you know what it's taught me? No. It's taught. It's it's uh, it's giving me confidence. And uh, if you just keep talking, you'll probably be funny. That is not true. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is the opposite of true. No, I think it's true. You just keep going. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, so we we have this we have a saying here on the show where it's like you know, just sometimes you just grab it like sometimes you start talking to you and it's like when you uh, you're leaving the door, uh, leaving the house, yeah. and you just like you're grabbing a snack on the way out. Sometimes it's a banana, and sometimes you actually like you know, you know just like grab a rock. And like you can't eat that, yeah. uh, but most of the times it's a banana, and you'll it's be a fine. Good saying. You just say like that every week on the podcast. Quinoa. Yeah, right. It's really concise. Uh, it, it, really, it really lives <laughs> it up to really the promise off the of the saying itself. Sometimes yeah. you pick up uh, a banana, which is fine, and sometimes you pick <laughs> up a rock. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, but you, you yeah. have to explain that it's for a snack because otherwise that might be helpful to have a rock. It's a great saying. You it should just requires some print that on a on a um, on a long sleeve t shirt because oh. there wouldn't be enough room <laughs> on a regular t shirt. It's sold very poorly. Yes, no, I have them. I have fifty of them just stacked around me. No one wants it. Not well. I guess you could call those uh, those are the why. rocks, then, eh? <laughs> yeah, as far as ideas go. I yeah. I actually think that's I mean this, this is all, all actually very interesting especially to us because we've done bad things for so long although uh, since the election we've mostly done good things so it's changed because um, we deserve to be happy now is our motto yes. and uh, but I, we didn't before uh, yeah no I think we do now I but thinking back on it like there is something uh, interesting about that idea of like continuing to try to make yourself feel worse and see if that makes your art better because that's like what our theme song to the show is nothing from nothing because the idea was we were watching bad things and not doing a very good job of talking about them and i so i love that you you feel like you had a time where you did create something beautiful out of this and then you also did not later (laughs) i think that's really fascinating it's good well i mean and the weirdest part is that i guess you know as uh this is getting pretty uh dorky now but like in terms of uh chemistry and as a podcast you know, while the actual product was getting worse, our skill set and our talent and our ability to work together is getting better yeah. just because by virtue of, you know, hours clocked, there's no we substitute were, for that. We were either going to have a cataclysmic falling out, which would be very funny, uh, or yeah. we would just get better at working together. <laughs> and unfortunately, I think it was the latter rather yeah. than the former. Oh, for sure. And that's, you know, as far as like the, the secret sauce of the worst idea of all time, there's a lot of people who could have watched this any of these movies 52 times and not been a delightful podcast, but you guys are so perfect together. You are so tremendous. I even listened to one episode where you had screwed up and recorded separately and your monologues were great. So like, <laughs> I, I, I do think, I feel like you guys made it, you guys make this thing work that shouldn't work, even when you think it's not working. Well, thanks very much, man. Yeah. It's sweet of you to say. 
Um, do you do you that, feel that like little gap there? By the way, is usually where I would repay the compliment to you, and I'm not going to because I think it's nope. funnier to not. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, I'm used to it. I wasn't even expecting one. Um, You're really that's used what it's to like it. living with my my friends <laughs> and, yeah. and and wife Low and family. We are not your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my coworkers. Uh, but I so another thing that I think is interesting about that I, I sort of felt some. Uh, camaraderie with you guys but you do uh, much better than we do which is that like uh your games that you develop like so i for example in this movie you're talking about it was a while where uh it, what is in the laptop box because we never actually see the macbook come out of the macbook box yeah which is right? i've always <laughs> taken a huge issue with obviously yeah yeah right we don't we never see the macbook <laughs> penetrate the macbook pro box <laughs> thing we see the macbook pro box and we see the macbook later but because guy didn't see the computer coming out of the box he's like it could be anything in there i, Unless like it. I see it it's a real from the beginning of the apple like a bit from the beginning of the computer making process all the way to Zach Efron <laughs> lifting it out of the box the johnny i video of him yeah. crafting the yeah. macbook exactly i but i that ability to find something in the multiple viewings to latch onto is really and and that Ezra that's one of the things that you do really well uh, is find this thing to like uh, really stick to even when it doesn't necessarily make sense. That I is... like that about both of you. Oh yeah, no, I mean, it's it's like it's like the uh, it's like the cloth baby for like the uh, for the abandoned monkey, right? Where it's like it's like the cloth like the it's a cloth mom, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. It just sounds weird kind of... out of context. <laughs> okay, well, it sounds weird in context. No, so there's like there's some kind of like I think like terrible rhesus monkey experiment right where it's like they 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 have a, a monkey with its mama and it does well they have a monkey without its mom it does it dies um and then they have uh this monkey with like this cloth mom um that like gives it just enough love for it to survive yeah basically yeah. uh and i think that's the kind of thing where it's like of latching onto anything right yeah. uh where it's yeah. you yeah you just you gotta a, make it work for that's you another one that, that we i reckon got better at through doing the podcast because you just naturally your eyes would stop being able to focus on the action and sort of start wandering right. around the, every frame and looking for the fun stuff but then that's also ties into why I think the third season's been uh, more challenging uh, which is a euphemism for worse uh, because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, because it's not as expensive a movie there's, there's not less as shit going there's on. less shit going on so there's yeah. less bizarro behind the scenes world for us to construct and so then we're genuinely just trapped with these bad characters talking about their bad lives and decisions. Well, so I feel like you could go two ways. You could either become really good at focusing on small stuff and finding games for yourself and being a cloth mom, or you could die like the monkey with the not cloth mom. So do you feel like your brain is mush or it's incredibly sharp? Which one has happened more from this project? Oh, that's a great question. I think maybe weeks one through 10, you feel like you're sharpening up and then... (laughs) From 11 through to 48, probably, uh, your brain goes to absolute mush. And then yeah. because uh, your brain gets excited for things, life becomes good again. And now I feel like the sharpest I've ever been. I, I love that. What, so what are you guys doing next then, since you're bringing, this, you're bringing the ship into port finally? Uh, well, as a, as a unit, we actually haven't quite nailed down what the next thing will be. I think... Um, I've moved to New York City to pursue stand-up comedy here, so I'll be doing that. Uh, congratulations. Thank you very much. It is, <laughs> yeah, congratulations is one way of putting it. It's certainly a big place. Uh, and, yeah, I... It's kind of like a different version of the the like, worst idea ever, where it's just like you get like the same like sort of like show that you will do uh, or like, the same clubs you'll play. It's like a different kind of like like eternal recurrence that exactly. you'll have now. Where it's like, uh, that's... 
Good, Good for me. For uh, yeah, but I have another podcast that I do with uh, an Australian guy called Carlo Ritchie, who's a phenomenally funny improviser. Uh, and we have recorded two seasons. Uh, it's called Hosting. And the premise is I hosted in season one, I hosted Carlo in my uh, New Zealand home, an Australian. I hosted him for a week. And each mm-hmm. episode represented a day of that trip. Uh, and then. Then we recorded season two before I left, where I went and uh, he hosted me in Sydney, and it's uh, it's slightly more uh, high concept than what I've just articulated. More or less, though, it's a it's just a prolonged improv game whereby we try and pile as much bad experience on the other whoever's hosting, sort of tries to create a terrible holidaying experience for the guest, uh, but under the guise of positivity <laughs> and friendship. And the yeah. second season, because I edited it up, I edited it up for them, is very dark. <laughs> yeah. Exceptionally dark. Yeah, so in season, in season one, I was hosting Carlo, and I kind of would keep piling all of these comical, physical, uh, you know, incidents or tragedies upon his body uh, and embarrass him in front of family members. And then in season two, where Carlo hosts me, it becomes uh, sort of like psychological warfare. Where Carlo... Uh, I mean, anyway, all of that to say, it's hosted on Tim's Little Empire podcast network, which is, I imagine, what you've been you you would have been up to or will yeah. be up to. Yeah, definitely both of those things. Yeah, I've um, I produced a bunch of podcast shows for friends of mine, in addition to doing a couple shows myself, and it's all under the banner of Little Empire Podcasts, um, LittleEmpirePodcast dot com. If you want to check out what they are, and yeah, brilliant. Yeah, want to do just more of that and i've been doing a bunch of tv stuff this year so i'd like to do more of that and see what happens see what happens well, that's excellent. and then uh, also uh, just quickly before we stop getting to plug our shit yeah. more importantly uh, what we are doing together very soon uh two live shows to put this podcast to bed one of which will be in new york city on november 29 at the bell house theater and the other will be at the nerd melt showroom in los angeles on december the 1st and tickets are available at yeah. worst of all time dot com Great, great. Are you guys going to be inviting Zach? I'm sure he's yes, we will extend an invitation, though I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. I mean, that's awesome. I'm, I'm mostly, as a, on a personal level, excited that uh, guy that you're in New York, because I feel like the odds of us running into each other have increased dramatically. Oh, absolutely, undoubtedly. Much less water to go through, for sure. Yeah, there's like l- way less yeah. swimming you'll have to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because nice. swimming takes longer than jogging, which, of course, is how everyone in America gets around. <laughs> 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 that is accurate. That's, that's very, very fit country. Yeah, that's a that's very what I'm wide. Yeah. A country fits not for its fitness. Yeah. America. I, mean, I don't know if you guys have heard about this uh, fitness crisis that we have been under, <laughs> but man, we're just way too sexy. <laughs> it's to taking really... over it. The, the ab epidemic. Yeah. Uh, I can't get anything done with this erection. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, so now to wrap things up, that's lightning bonus round. If you guys want to ask questions uh, for upcoming topics or suggest games, you can go to readdistrict.com slash next and see what is coming up and uh, put in your votes and your comments. Now it's time for the uh, comp- minor compliment, the other half of a compliment sandwich, the bottom bread, as we call it. We're going to go in reverse order. So, Guy, you're up first. What's your last nice thing you'll ever have to say, to us at least, about We Are Your Friends? Uh, I would like to say that... I I respect the earnestness with which it was made. I like that it wears its heart on its sleeve, and I would like to apologize to the film. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting one about this one because, like, compared to like, say, like, I mean, I'm guessing Grown Ups Two wasn't like necessarily the same kind of labor of love. Uh, this feels like, like, you can't say they didn't care. You really can't. 
Which is a weird you thing. You couldn't it's, be it's, yeah, more like, wrong is, about this is a weird thing too, to like though. to hate on. That movie was destined <laughs> for Oscar <laughs> awards. Um, yeah, unfortunately, missed out. I don't think that's how that works. But yeah, I like the I like that you think that. Uh, I think it's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was the, that's how movies get made, right? It's like crime yeah, solving, m- later. horror, Oscar. This is yeah. another genre that you try and pitch for. I, I so I guess what you're complimenting though is that you're saying that this this movie wears its heart on its sleeve less. Uh, yeah, my <laughs> uh, oh, try and make yeah. that work. It, but... It's pretty good. It's, the, it's certainly right. better uh, than uh, Shrod. <laughs> yeah, <it's> true. <laughs> that's true. That's gonna. Hey, I have another fifty short sleeve T shirts that have Shrod in them, <laughs> and they are gonna move. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, those shirts are Shrod. <laughs> Uh, mercy. Uh, who is who's next? Uh, I believe that would be Alex. Did Alex drop from his own call? No, that's gonna be confusing. Okay, Great. I still hear that you. Would have been weird. Do you hear me? Yes. Yes, you're a person. Guide, and Tim, do you hear me? Mm-hmm. Of course we hear you. You're a person. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, so I dropped out for a second. So that, that brings it, that makes it my turn. I have two mini minor compliments um, real fast. Uh, oh, one is Squirrel's uh, sort of tagline is before they all do drugs and go party. He's like, this is my favorite part. This is the moment before it starts. And uh, the reason I like that is because uh, somewhere years ago, my wife read this advice that going on vacation, the best part is right before you go on vacation. Because you have the whole vacation to look forward to, and the worst part is like mm-hmm. flying home because you have work to look forward to. And it's, I don't think that's necessarily true, except that she makes it true. So, like, the tr- going to the airport, which normally would be so shitty, she's like, this is the best part of vacation. And it really does make it more fun. So, if you just decide, yeah. like Squirrel did, <laughs> that the best part is the part before it starts, you can actually make that moment really fun. You know, we should put on a sleeveless Alex. shirt. Make every day the day before yeah. vacation day. Live your life like you're about to go I'll, on vacation. I'll, I'll put the order in right think, now, guys. Yeah. I think you're going to need some sleeves for this one. <laughs> okay. The other, the other one super sleeve. minor compliment is for uh, the cheese at the cheese party. Um, I'm sure you guys have noticed this, but at the they go to the Stanford party. Yeah, uh, I remember that scene. Of, yeah, yeah. It's like a fancy <laughs> wine and cheese party. But at the party, uh, he says, like, man, they spent more money on cheese than anything else or whatever. But if you see the plate of cheese... It's not like slices. It's not thin bits to eat. It's huge chunks of cheese, like the full wedge of cheese, but in just a pile. There's like 20 chunks of cheese piled on top of each other on a plate, and that's a party I'd like to go to. I I love the party. I love I love this movie uh from the experience of the people at that party where it's just like just normal lives and then like, you know, two people show up, one of them one, like one of them punches someone and then just like normal lives. After yeah, that. yeah, and also yeah, they're just like, that one of them is like trying to enter a conversation to pick up a girl with. Oh yeah, I love music. He finds out that she works <laughs> for a musician. He goes, "Oh, which one? I love music." Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And then he hasn't heard of her, and as so though he is surprised, or this would be news to yeah. anyone else. He goes, "Oh, I haven't heard of him." <laughs> this music stuff is the yeah. best. I like the idea that one of the guys that were punched maybe at, was at Summerfest and was like, oh, I think that guy yeah. hit me once. Yeah, they're going to be so surprised. He's so famous that he's playing that parking lot. Yeah, but you mean the guy who committed a hate crime on them? <laughs> Wait, he, he's playing one track? At a, that's all you need to be a DJ. Truly it is. That's the moral. Uh, Tim, what's your minor compliment? 
Uh, my minor compliment was going to be that there's just great hair all round, but I think legitimately, the more I think about it, that mm. is the moral of this movie, and that's such a vapid consumerist, like, mid twenty. That you only need one track? Yeah, all you need to be famous, which is what all of us desire, is one track. So close. One day from retirement. <laughs> It's going to be annoying to edit, but it's going to be a fun episode. So close. Yeah, I think it'll be worth it. I and mean, we Good have the whole long one, but... Well, but I'll have to, there's a couple places where it oh, popped no. out and came back, so I'll just, just have to... Oh, you really oh, have to actually... Yeah. You'll actually yeah. have to... Hey, guys. So, okay. so, hey. so uh, say it again. Yeah, the fact that... <clears throat> the fact that you can fulfill all of your dreams, which all of, all of our dreams is just to get famous off the back of one mm-hmm. track. Like, yeah, yeah, or one joke, or, or one small painting, exactly. or one... As dish. little work as possible. Work as yes. little as possible and get as much fame as you can out of the system. Because yes. the system owes you. You are owed a great yes. debt of fame. The, the, <laughs> I can't remember where it was from, but I remember just watching it. Like, if you're going to be a DJ, you're going to start with one track, then another, and then another, and then another track, and then another track, and then another track. And then you have At a some point, album. you need a body of work. That's yeah, what yeah. I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna need to play. You're gonna need to have enough songs to last for about two hours. <laughs> but the movie yeah, doesn't tell you. You need that. to play a whole party. Yeah, maybe maybe even just one album. You got to put out. Yeah, you yeah. need more than one track. <laughs> uh, all right, Ezra, what's your minor compliment? Take us home. Uh, there was a line that I actually liked quite a bit in this. Um, Are you gonna marry which, it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how marriage works. Oh my god, are you actually going to look into marrying um, it? <laughs> is it possible? Yeah. Well, okay, so this is you're the, already um, married, Ezra. The, uh, that would be that would be yeah. bigamy. Can you be well? Okay, so can you have a, like a, a multiple marriages if one of them is just a line in in not just any movie, but specifically we I are think, your friends? I mean, I can't is imagine that... that the line from We Are Your Friends would take any moral issue with what you're proposing. <laughs> you know, the, this is why all those right wingers were lobbying against marriage equality they this said, is what happens first same-sex marriage this and then we'll get podcasters marrying quotes from movies <laughs> and the world will burn down around <laughs> us this is the future liberal the point. obvious next step see the problem is now like i feel like we've really built it up too much and like it's not gonna be that it's not i'm not sure if it is marriage material now guys you gotta I'm, release you got me in the my pressure oh, yeah. what is Shit. the line and we will judge you heartily <laughs> I've for got, it I've... <laughs> okay uh so th- there's a part where he's like uh, You've forgotten the line, like, haven't you, Israel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's the thing. I have the second part. I don't have the first part, so I'm going to be. You're need, not even dating uh, like, this line, Ezra. <laughs> if yeah. only there was someone on this podcast who had like a pretty good knowledge. Maybe if I watch it like multiple well, times of this movie, I think Alex was sorry. So what's once, the thing? So I'm really sorry, dude. But you're just going to okay. have to <laughs> figure this one out on your own. <laughs> All right, so at one point, Zac Efron, uh, like, at the end, he's, like, just feels like he's such, like, a failure, basically. Uh, he's, like, 23, and uh, when Wes Bentley's, like, he's, like, man, you're not even a real person until you're 27. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's exactly the right age, but that seems, like, ballpark. Like, within one or two, not not too wrong. Like, like ballparking the years, that's 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 right. I think me. that's fair. I was I was thinking about that the other day, actually, that I was, I've been starting to feel like an adult in my low 30s recently. And uh, so when people talk about adulthood, I think 27 is a good mark. Better than 18, for sure. Yeah. Well, because I, I used to think that, like, I think the warranty on your body wears off at 26. Sure. Um, and that's, like, when you can't return things yeah. anymore. Um, I remember being 15 so, uh, and turning it's... in my knees. 
Yeah, you're factory like, oh, replacement. I got lemon knees. Yeah, lemon knees. Uh, it, the, these are not under. Yeah, but afterwards, you just gotta deal with those knees. <laughs> yeah, gotta I got these. Before. Make lemon. I lemon got a. Laid I got a full body brush up at twenty five. The it's, day before I turn yeah, twenty six. You got to do it while you're still under warranty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last chance. Replace the battery. I feel like everything. your skull doesn't even harden until you're twenty six. Yeah, isn't right? that's true, right? It's uh, yes. it, it's like that sort of me- it's a membrane that you can prod and you know you can yeah yeah, yeah. push and <laughs> exactly. Wait, are skulls <laughs> supposed to harden? I just have Jello up there, guys. <laughs> Just like most yeah, of Boba that's why we wear so, so many lovely felt hats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I guess that's good enough to end on. Normally we try to end strong, but <laughs> no, always on felt Sometimes hats. On felt that's hats. Right. That's, that's the other line for every single this is the one. The bonus yeah. word. you guys that is it for our show thank you so much for joining us we'll be back again next week next week we're talking about pod crawl 28 2017 it's 2017 i'm still tw- writing 2018 on my checks um it's 2017 <laughs> are you are we are you benjamin button like uh like life yeah world? yeah like you just you age man you guys are not gonna like what happens next year <laughs> uh, <laughs> Come on, <we're> not- <laughs> if you thought 2017 was rough uh, uh, How quaint were all of our complaints that famous people immortal last year? Yeah, (laughs) I I was saying this all last year though is that everyone was talking about how this was gonna that 2016 was a terrible year, and the worst thing that happened in 2016 is we decided who was gonna run the world for 2017. So clearly this was gonna be a worse year. We always should have known that. Look, humans are not not foolhardy. Things through. We got caught up in a moment. I know, I know. It was it was tough. I understand that, but man, this is definitely worse, and it only is going downhill from here, you guys. Uh, But what is going uphill? What's getting better is that uh, crossovember continues with our our famous pod crawl. So uh, this is our fourth year doing a pod crawl, which is where we have picked a trilogy of movies and we are watching it with two of our, our other favorite podcasts. So next week, we will all be watching uh, the original rubber-suited Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. And uh, so uh, kicking things off will be uh, Too Beautiful to Live with Luke Burbank. He's going to be watching the first movie. And then we're going to be watching Secret of the Ooze. And then uh, our good friends over at the Flophouse are going to be finishing off the pod crawl with uh, the terrific Turtles Through Time. Turtles in Time? <laughs> anyway... I'm jealous. I, I'm. Lo- I wish we could have done three, but uh, Secret of the Ooze is going to be pretty what? fun. You don't like ooze? It's. It's like. It's ooze. Uh, no, it's great. It's great. I'm into it. But anyway, so check out those two shows, and you can follow along at podcrawl.space is the website where all things podcrawl are happening. So podcrawl.space and our friends uh, To Be To Live and Flophouse, and that's that'll bring crossover to a, a close. Um, thanks for being here, as always, at Ezra Fox. Yeah, happy to be here. And uh, Guy and Tim, man, it's been really wonderful talking to you. So you, we, people can hear the end of your series, uh, worstideaofalltime.com. They can hear, you can hear the end of the series. You can also find out about the live shows you guys are doing in New York and Los Angeles to close out the program. Yeah, that's it. i got nothing to add except to say that this has been a true joy, and you guys are sensational. It's been great talking to oh. you. I, I, w- I knew if I held my breath long enough, that other compliment would come. Mm-hmm. There it is. I would like to go on the record <laughs> as not co-signing Tim's sentiment and saying that the you previous don't have hour to. of my uh, life you know, was somehow worse yeah, okay than any of the hours I've collectively spent watching We Are Your Friends. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is tough but fair. So also we can follow you individually at 
guy underscore Mark. I actually just changed my handle to at read it Did and you really? weep sucks. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> at read it and weep sucks then. Follow wow. that. You can't do it that often, but yeah. All right. <laughs> and also at Tim underscore bat. No, sorry. Uh, I've just changed my handle to at Guy Montgomery's a real piece of shit. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> well, you know, well, I, I feel like this gag is, is funny, but it's ruining the ability for all of our fans to follow you on Twitter. So when you don't get a million... Today, the joke's more that's important. why. Yeah, it's, it's the comedy. The joke. It's not that we don't <laughs> yeah. control a lot of Twitter power. It's because the joke got in the way. I'm happy with that. How? I'm I'm so curious. As a, like a last question, how much shrimp was eaten during <laughs> this podcast? Yeah, you would be. Eating. Yeah, I, I feel like <laughs> I haven't heard right any answer. shrimp. Yeah, you, 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 we haven't seen a lot of it being eaten over here as well. well. I'm, I'm on my knees. I'm in like a weird position oh. to both be eating and talking. Okay, well, wait. So if we didn't see it happen, then like, I guess it didn't happen, right? <laughs> I want to see the shrimp go into your mouth, or it's or I don't believe it. Guy is literally taking a video of me eating shrimp now. So what a great thing to sign up right. on. Okay. I can't wait. All right. We'll talk to everybody next week. Goodbye.